Welcome to Dental Assistant Nation, powered by Ignite DA. This podcast is designed to empower, enlighten, and educate dental assistants, helping them have a more fulfilling career and enjoy their day more. Join us as we tackle some of the hottest topics in dental assisting. Now, here's your host, Ignite DA co-founder, Kevin Henry. So welcome to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast, powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry. I'm the co-founder of Ignite DA. And as always, so thankful to all of you who have joined the podcast today, whether you found us on SoundCloud or Stitcher or Google Play or iTunes, wherever you found us, thanks for investing in yourself for a few minutes here as we talk about such an important topic, and I'm going to just tease it, uh, but but uh, want to make sure that I introduce my friend to you, who I'm bringing in as the expert, because that's what we love to do here at Ignite DA, is bring in industry experts to, to give their advice to you, and that's what we've done today with my friend, Teresa Shepard. Hey, Teresa, how are you today? Good morning, Kevin. Thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely. So glad you're here. would love if you just take a few moments, kind of introduce yourself to our audience, and let them know who you are. All right. Well, my name is Teresa Shepard. I am a registered dental assistant. I started my journey in dentistry um, as a chairside. I chair-sided for about 10 years. I still keep my registration because it's so important to keep current. Um, moved into administration after that and went on to manage dental practices for about 22 to 25 years and uh, branched out once again and uh wrote curriculum and taught my own dental assisting school. So dental assistants are very near and dear to my heart, as they always have been and will be. Um, Became a California radiation safety course instructor and CE instructor. I specialize in risk management, HIPAA, oral systemic link. But the really important thing is I want to always make sure that we are linking the clinical and the admin part of the team. And yeah. that's really one focus that I, I love to work on. And, you know, I, I always love when bill assistants can hear from somebody who's been there, done that, uh, you know, and has that experience. Yes. And so glad that you're a part of that today. And I know one of the things that we wanted to talk about today, and you're so passionate about is risk management and the role of the dental assistant. And before we dive too far into that, I just want to start with a real basic overview and, and let our listeners know, what do you perceive as being as risk management and the role of the dental assistant? Well, in general, risk management just means protecting the clinical and the financial integrity of the practice. There are a lot of things that are considered um, to be fraud, for example, such as miscoding, underbilling, overbilling, and we'll explain a little bit about that in just a minute. but. There are so many things that are considered risk management, and that is a team effort. Many times the dental assistant does not feel that they're part of that risk management team because they don't understand their responsibility in the um, clinical and financial integrity of that practice in terms of, um, you know, like I said, billing and coding and things like that. The dental assistants get put off to the side when it comes to that training. And it's so important because they are a key contributor to that aspect of the practice. Absolutely. You know, we always talk at Ignite DA about the the role the dental assistant plays, not only in patient relationships, but the bottom line of the practice. 
And like you just in in protecting the practice as well. And so I think that's really important for our listeners to keep in mind almost every day. And part of that protection, and you, you teased it a moment ago, is the coding and whenever it comes to the treatment planning and the input and things like that. And you're seeing a problem as far as that goes with a lot of things that happen in the back sometimes. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. I do a lot of audits. I remote in and do um, practice audits and I evaluate for risk and things like that. And what I often find is if a patient uh, or excuse me, if a practice is in a position where their integrity is at risk and their practice is at risk, it typically comes from a coding or a financial standpoint almost versus a uh, clinical negligent type of a standpoint. When we think of of risk, clinically, we usually think of something happening in the chair, but that is not what typically will flag a practice. So what I see often is miscoding, and that comes because the assistants many times are responsible for entering the treatment plan as the patient or as the doctor is dictating it. And things happen quick in the back. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've we've got uh, templates, we've got exploding codes, we have different things that we put in that are already pre-designed in our systems. And if those aren't constantly worked and double-checked to make sure that they're accurate, that's where a lot of mistakes get made. Let's say you have a list of five different crown codes, for example, and the doctor says, okay, we're going to do a PFM on number 30. And that gets put in maybe as a porcelain to base metal or as a full gold, just in error because you're hitting those keystrokes so quickly trying to keep up as the doctor's dictating. That gets put on the treatment plan. That gets put on the schedule. But that's really not what ends up being done often. Mm-hmm. So that can cause a problem when, when the claim doesn't match the narratives, doesn't match the lab slip doesn't match the treatment plan, that opens up the doctor for liability. And in that case, you could be um, having a problem with being considered something on the fraudulent basis when you're talking about insurance. Because health care fraud, yeah, it is a federal offense, and it does carry a federal prison term in addition to significant financial penalties. And one thing that we don't realize in a dental practice is auxiliaries are not exempt from prosecution. So it definitely behooves the dental assistant to make sure that they are educating. If they're not with a practice that that's educating them, then it's really important that they educate themselves because they can be held liable. And, you know, we, we've heard for so long, ignorance is no excuse. And especially that comes with something like this. And if an assistant is sitting in the operatory right now and is kind of just winging it, uh, you know, to, to, for lack of a better term, or just doing things kind of blindly because he or she thinks that might be the right way to do it, uh, we're really going to encourage you that that needs to stop immediately. <laughs> and yes, that, that is a yeah. dangerous way to practice. It is. And, and so, Teresa, tell me, if, if I'm an assistant, I'm sitting back there, I'm, I'm kind of confused maybe I'm I'm a little bit blind to what's going on and I'm just trying to get through the day I'm just trying to get to the next patient 
and I'm doing things because the, the former system taught me how to do it this way. What kind of conversation do I need to have with the doctor or the front office or whoever about making sure that what I'm doing is actually correct and that I'm, I'm up to date with things? Right. And that's a great question because often what we see is not so much that they don't recognize what they're doing right, but I also want assistants to recognize if something looks off. So I don't just train people on what exactly you need to do. I want them to know when something looks hinky or feels hinky. And um, that, you know, technical term, very technical (laughs) term, hinky. And, um, (laughs) but it fits. So um, I, you know, I want them to recognize and kind of go, hmm, that doesn't look quite right. And don't feel bad about second guessing yourself. If you don't feel in your gut that something looks right or sounds right, or flows correctly, take that double look. Almost every office has a CDT code book, and if they don't, they need to make sure they always have a current one. Codes do change from year to year um, on many occasions. Codes get deleted, new codes get added. Many times there's codes that are more appropriate for what we're doing than others, and so we need to know what's current. So, you know, we always start there. Make sure that we've got that book. If we don't have that book, that's the first step. Second step would be going through and making sure that our treatment plan that we put in, those codes match what actually gets done. Treatment changes in the chair often. We all know that. What ends up, starts up being one thing, ends up being completely something else. And we need to make sure our coding is consistent with those changes. And those changes happen in real time. And, and you know, and, and I want to go back to a point that you made earlier is that we often are so rushed to get things done that sometimes the easy way to do it is the way that it's being done. But easy doesn't always equal right. And, no. and by having this kind of conversation, it may not be the most comfortable conversation, but this proves that you're not only caring about where you work, but you're caring about your career as well and making sure that it's not impacted by something. And I think that's really important. Exactly, because it, it can definitely have a devastating impact on your career. You know, and many dental assistants are not looked upon as having a significant comp- contribution to the overall success of the practice. They're often just looked at someone that just passes instruments or um, this is my girl in the back or my assistant. but. You know, we we need to be always, always our personal best. We don't wake up one morning and go, gee, I just really aspire to be mediocre today. You know, we want to aspire to be the best that we can. And in order to do that, we have to be educated. And if we can't get that education from our employers, we need to educate ourselves. And, um, you know, we are looking at... um, having the biggest impact in the practice, even bigger than some of the admin, because really that when, when you're talking about clinical, that is where the rubber meets the road per se. And things have to happen correctly back there. You should never, ever feel as a dental assistant that you are less important or less qualified than anyone else in that practice. And many times that's what happens. I often talk to assistants 
And I hear them say, well, the doctor doesn't really care. So why should I? Yeah. Well, then maybe we need to rethink our career choice. Number one, because you, you do have a, a role and a responsibility and you chose healthcare for a reason. So let's, let's not have that attitude. Let's be the best that we can be and educate and be the best that we can be. Because maybe that practice just isn't the right fit for you. Maybe you can shine somewhere else. Absolutely. You know, and, and uh, I think it's really important, you know, we talk a lot at Ignite DA about your core values matching the core values of the practice. And to borrow your term, if something feels hinky and uh, you, you feel like that, that's, that something's not right, but everybody else just goes, ah, let it go, don't worry about it. Maybe that's time to really have an in-depth look at, is that where you want to, to hang your hat, per se, and, 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 and further your careers in an environment like that as well? Right, exactly. And, you know, to bring back the um, previous mention of, well, some, often they're trained by the person in front of them and the person in front of them. You know, that happens in every station. And I, several years ago, I wrote an article that says experience is not expertise. And in that, it really kind of drives home the point that doctors tend to hire because you've got five years experience or 10 years experience. And oftentimes an ad will say, I only want somebody that's got five years experience. Well, experience does not equal expertise because I can take someone with some critical thinking skills, some common sense, a good work ethic. And I can train them the way that they need to be trained versus someone that's sat in that chair doing that job for 5, 10, 15, 20 years sometimes that says, I learned from the person in front of me. This is the way we've always done it. We do uh, it this way because this is the way the doctor wants it. Or, you know, yeah. I, I, we do it because otherwise the patients will get upset and they'll leave. So that's not really the why. Well, and, and so often those are the death words to me as well. We've never done it that way. We tried it once and it didn't work, whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, it doesn't work. I, that's yeah. my favorite. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> so, well, I'm going to encourage all of you listening. And, and obviously this is a huge ball that we're throwing into your court, but this is something you really need to think about. And it's also something that isn't just going to happen by you sitting there going, gosh, I wish that would change. It has to actually change. And you've got to be the one to come, again, have that conversation or to do the actions to see if what you're doing is right and accurate and correct. And, and I think that, you know, there's a lot of, there may be a lot of questions in your mind right now about what to do and how to do that. And that's one of the reasons why we brought Teresa on here. Uh, we're certainly not going to cover everything in, in, a, in a short podcast, but I want to make sure, Teresa, that you give them your contact information so they can follow up with you, email or whatever it is, because I, I think that you've maybe uh, kind of uh, pricked some uh, brains here and they're thinking a little bit differently right now than they were before this podcast started. Oh, I'm happy to. Um, I'm always happy to answer a question by phone or by email. If somebody just wants a suggestion or just has, you know, looking for some advice. I'm so happy to do that because it is such an important topic and this is your career. And I want you to be the very best that you can be personally and professionally. And in order to do that, um, you know, to be an asset to the practice and to your patients. And so 
My email address is Teresa, T-H-E-R-E-S-A, at Teresa Shepard, S-H-E-P-P-A-R-D dot com. Um, my phone number is 209-222-0750. And I'm always happy to um, answer questions, like I mentioned, or even do remote Zoom training or audits. There's a lot of things we can do virtually now um, with technology being what it is. And that's always an amazing thing because we can become the best that we can be. Well, and, and, you know, one of the reasons I was so excited to have Teresa on the show is uh, she's a good friend, first of all. And the second thing is that she has a real passion for assistance and making sure that you all are getting the most out of your career and protecting yourself at the same time. So Teresa, some great thoughts today. Thank you so much for, for being a part of this. I really do appreciate it. Oh, well, thank you, Kevin. And I do want to just uh, mention to all the assistants out there on your podcast, congratulations for taking that time for yourself, educate yourself, and to be the best professional that you can be. Absolutely. And, and you know, that's, that's what we're all about at Ignite DA is bringing uh, experts like Teresa to you so that you can have some food for thought and really examine, self-examine sometimes about where you are, where you're going, what you're doing right, what you can be doing better. And I think today's uh, podcast has been a great ep- episode. Thank you, Teresa. Thanks to all of you for listening, for taking time out of your schedule. And again, we do this, uh, you know, as often as we possibly can to make sure that you are connected, you're learning, you're moving forward in your career. So make sure you're subscribed to us on Google Play or Stitcher or iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We're always happy to help you. We're always happy to bring you experts who care about you and know the value that you play in the practice because we believe that when experts come together with interested assistance and we're all working for the same cause, together we rise. Come together, 